guys. It's Alexa and Catherine, and this is Tickets, Please. All right, we're going to talk about our Oscar predictions. But I, what I really mean by that is Alexa, the expert, <laughs> is going to talk about them and I'm going to... Don't like, paint agree. me like that because <laughs> when I get them all wrong, it'll she be She is. She does this every year, you guys. <laughs> I do. I bet on it like it's the Super Bowl. <laughs> have, you, have you done your... Not yet. I wait till the last minute because I want to see because the odds change. So I don't want to I had to see whether or not it'll be because a lot of these, unfortunately, it won't be worth putting any money down because it's such a lock. But can I tell you a very deep, dark secret of mine? Sure. I don't understand what odds are and I never will. I don't know how if they're you like- tell me the odds are like eight to two, <sighs> 52 to four. Like, I don't know which is better or worse or more or less. I don't even know what the words are to describe them. I know nothing about it. It's 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 I, it's I don't me. let me fool you. I don't either. Um, <laughs> I use an app. I use DraftKings plug for them, I guess. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and they be- DraftKings call us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sponsor the pod. Um they just do a plus or minus as to whether or not they're likely to win. And it's just a number. So if it's a, a plus with or a minus, if it's a minus with a, a high number, it means that they're going to win. So it's not you. It's not worth. You're going to probably lose money on that bet. <laughs> Please don't try to explain it to me any further because I it's <laughs> not going to work. <laughs> I'll provide you with a visual after the show. <laughs> um I'll start with the supporting categories first. So supporting actor, we have uh, Sasha Baron Cohen for The Trial of Chicago 7, Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah, Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami, Paul Reiki or Reiki for Sound of Metal, and Lakeith Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. This one, as far as I'm concerned and as far as a lot of Articles I've read are concerned it's going to Daniel for Judas and the Black Messiah. I sure hope so. He won the Golden Globe. It's pretty much a lock. There's really no one that even stands a chance. Cool. I'm I'm confident and comfortable with saying that. Yeah. Best Supporting Actress, though, we do have some options. Maria Baklova for uh, Borat's subsequent movie film. Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy. Olivia Coleman for The Father, Amanda Seyfried for Mank, and Yejung Yoon for Minari. So this one is a little bit of a toss-up. I think it could very well go to Yejung Yoon for Minari. I think she has a real chance. And if not, it's likely to be Olivia Coleman, right? Co- correct. It's likely to be. It's pretty much a little bit even. I think if I had to make a guess, one guess, it's going to be Olivia Coleman, I think. But I think it's close. We could see either one win. So I'm going to say Olivia Coleman. So I think we'll get it. Okay. And I think it was deserved if she does. So before I get into the real big four, some stuff about the more minor categories. Best sound for maybe one of the first times probably has a lock for Sound of Metal. Best sound is... First, it says, hang on, I'm going to look something up because best sound is not, there's supposed to be two categories for sound, sound mixing and sound editing. And I don't know why it just says best sound. (laughs) They apparently combined the sound categories. I had no idea. 
that they did that. Um, I guess they finally are tired of explaining to people what the difference between sound editing and sound mixing are. So they figure let's just make it sound. Well, that's unfortunate for the people who I work know in sound. because there's a big difference. Sound editing is literally the creation of sound. So whether it be the recording of dialogue or the, or Foley effects, that's sound editing. Sound mixing is different than sound editing. It's the combination of how those sounds interplay with one another. Usually movies, space movies often get sound mixing uh, awards because of the way special effects are made in movies and how those sounds basically mix with dialogue and music. Very different things. I can't believe they combined them. That's really shitty. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) If anything, I would expect, I would be expecting these categories to be expanded expanded to give all of these people more recognition. Well, what I was going to say was I thought, I mean, Sound of Metal has a in my opinion, the front runner for sound, I guess what I was going to say sound mixing because the sound in that movie was really well done. It goes in and out between what it sounds like to other people who can hear versus him being deaf Mm. as he's going deaf. He gets an implant at one point and that sound integration is really good. So I think they'll get it for that because I unfortunately don't know that Sound of Metal is going to get any more love than that. So I think they at least have the sound one down. And then cinematography, if it goes to anybody but Nomadland, it'll be kind of insane. So that will be great for them. But I don't think they have to worry about getting other awards. Yeah. And production design, I mentioned when I talked about the father, I don't know if they'll win, but I think they should because the production design on the father was really excellent. I think maybe Ma Rainey's Black Bottom has another chance for production because of the way it feels like a stage play. So it definitely could, but I hope it goes to the father for that one. But getting back to the big guys. So best actress. Uh, So Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Andra Day for the United States versus Billie Holiday. Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman. Frances McDormand for Nomadland. And Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. This is another dead heat between two. Obviously, you know the two. Um, Frances McDormand and Carrie Mulligan. Oh, I thought you were going to say Viola Davis. You're right. Viola Davis. Yes. I think Viola will win. Do I think they might give it to Carrie Mulligan? It's possible. I don't think they will. But I hope they don't. I don't think she earned it over Viola. I think Carrie Mulligan is incredibly talented, but mm-hmm. I, I I haven't even seen Ma Rainey's Black Bottom yet. And I know that <laughs> Viola Davis is me. Number one, because she's just never not yeah. worthy of winning an Oscar. But just seeing the images from the movie, mm-hmm. she is transformed. So commanding in this movie she's owning it and it's great because her character is commanding but then also her performance is matching her character so she deserves it there are articles i'm reading that say it might go to carrie mulligan i'll be disappointed if it does yeah i will too as much as i like her and believe she's of the caliber to deserve winning i don't think this is the year Definitely. And it's funny you say that because the next one I have very conflicted feelings about as well, which is Best Actor. Riz Ahmed for Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins for The Father, Gary Oldman for Mank, and Stephen Yun for Minari. In my opinion, 
a 1% chance it goes to anybody but Bozeman. And it's, there's, I have conflicted feelings about that because I would hate for people to think it's going to him because he passed away. He deserves it, not just because he passed away. Correct. His performance was worthy of an Oscar. And because even if it were another year and he hadn't passed and maybe he he wouldn't have won that year, Mm -hmm. he was destined to win. Yeah. And for that reason alone... They're going to, yes. He deserves it. Yeah. And yeah. And I don't even want to say give because he, they're going to award him with it. Yeah. What we've seen from him up to this point was, I mean, just a Mm -hmm. flicker of what we were going to see over decades and decades. Right. For him to have done so much incredible work in the time that he did. I I mean. Having said that, it's a, it's a real shame that the father didn't come out a different year because I wish Anthony Hopkins could win an Oscar for his performance. It was really something really special. And he's already won one for Silence of the Lambs. So I'm glad that he has that because he earned it for this role. So it's going to, it sucks that he can't win in addition, but Mm -hmm. I know that it, it has to go to Bozeman. Best director. Another unexciting, it's exciting for who's going to win because I'm very happy for her, but unexciting in the sense that I don't think it's up for much debate. We have uh, Lee Isaac Chung for uh, Minari, Emerald Fennel for Promising Young Woman, David Fincher for Mank, Thomas uh, Vintenberg for Another Round, and Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. It's going to Chloe. Just her work on the movie is enough to, besides the direction, she wrote it and, and edited it and is de- was deeply involved in the casting to the extent that there was even casting. So she, her, her, this was her movie deeply. So they're going to give it to her. She'll only be the second woman to win a freaking directing Oscar, which is fucking ridiculous. And this is a quote historic year because two women are nominated in the same year which is out of control. It's a weird feeling. It's because it's so exciting and worth celebrating, but also like so upsetting that something like this is exciting. Yeah. At this point. Yeah. So it's really great that she'll win. I love that so much because of course she's proven her talent and was going to be able to make movies for as long as she wanted to anyway. But once she wins, yeah. the amount of access she'll have to studios and capital and, and yeah. hopefully the freedom to do whatever she wants, uh, that's really and exciting. Same thing for Emerald. I'm ha- I'm really yeah. happy because she deserves recognition for the movie, whether we all had conflicting feelings about Promising Young Woman, but the fact that she made that movie and that it was nominated is really cool. So I hope she also gets some access as well to continue making movies that are like that. Did you know that she's an actress and also a writer as well? Didn't. Like, I mean, clearly I, she's a writer. Well, she wrote yeah. this, but um, uh, excuse me. What I meant was a showrunner. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Oh, wait. Yes, I did. What show does she show run? Uh, I have to look it up again. She plays Camilla Parker Bowles on The Crown. Mm. She was on the British show Call the Midwife. For several seasons, which I know was like a big yeah. show over there. And she was also the screenwriter and producer and ran the second season of Killing Eve. R- Killing Eve. That's right. And she writes horror novels. Wow. Fennel knew she wanted to 
direct when she began, quote, screenwriting in earnest because she found it hard to describe exactly what she meant tonally and found that having created a world in her writing, she had the desire to, quote, deliver the world and make it fully realized on screen. Wow. A lot of writers feel that way. So cool. That is really cool. And she developed Promising Young Woman with Margot Robbie's company, Lucky Chap Entertainment. Margot Robbie is not fucking around and I'm extremely (laughs) into it. She's Um, like, oh, you want me to act and produce and write and be amazing in every way? Sure. (laughs) So the big one, I mean, we know what the what's nominated. The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Minari, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal and The Trial of Chicago 7. From what I read, a lot of people say Nomadland is wildly out front. I don't know. I think it's not as... I could see it being Nomadland or Minari or Judas and the Black Messiah. I think those are the three I would put at the top. It's interesting that Nomadland is up at the front. When I saw Minari, I thought that was going to be the one that was wildly out front, but it doesn't seem like that's what's happening. Yeah. Before I watched any of these movies, I, for some reason, expected that to be it. I don't yeah. know like where I got that expectation it's from. Interesting. And I would be thrilled if it were. I think it's deserving of it. Also, how um, cool would it be to see two Korean movies win in a row with Parasite yeah. winning last year? That would be fun. <laughs> that would be very cool. Yeah. I don't know. I'm excited for this one. I hope it it's an interesting year. It's conflicting because I wish there was more ambiguity and it doesn't seem like there's really going to be. I like it when there's when we're not sure who's going to win. That makes it more fun. When I know who's going to get it, when they announce the category, it's a little bit, you know, lackluster. But I hope that Best Picture... Well, maybe they'll play a, a La La Land year repeat. Oh, yeah, where someone accidentally reads the wrong... <laughs> what a wild trip. And w- w- that was the year Moonlight won, right? Correct, yeah. Deservingly so. La La Land was incredible, but... Moonlight deserved to win. You haven't seen Moonlight yet. So you, no, I haven't. You no, can't but totally grasp it, like why it was worthy. But I was going to comment on the, the moment when it, when they realized that it was the wrong. I was getting ready to leave. I, I was at my, I watch it every year at my grandma's and I was like packing up my stuff. And then yeah. it, it was the most insane thing to ever happen. It was so weird because so often we have these memories burned into our brain where we know we're watching history and yeah. they're negative moments. Yes. And while, of course, that experience was negative for <laughs> quite a few people, uh, ultimately it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a tragic no. thing that we were watching right. unfold. And so it's weird how bur- seared into my memory. That I can is. hear the, the director of La La Land <laughs> saying, this, there's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. This is not a joke. Moonlight has won Best Picture. Moonlight, Best Picture. He said it into the mic because (laughs) there was so much commotion going on. (laughs) And then he grabs the the envelope and shows it to the screen. It was one of the most insane things I've ever seen live. It was so cool to see it happen. What's funny is that I remember it so clearly, but for some reason, that's not the part I remember. What do you remember? The part that I remember is the complete and total chaos in the audience. The gasps, (laughs) the shock, 
the it seemed like and this also like clearly memory is fallible because the way I remember it people were climbing over each other there was like, you know there was also some people were getting up and then they turned around and yeah. then other people you know it was there was 1700 people on stage because the entire cast of La La Land was up there and the writers and director and then also Moonlight people started to enter and then Jimmy Kimmel went out there and so did um Oh my God, it's slipping my mind who who announced it wrong. Warren Beatty. Yeah, it was Warren Beatty and Faye. I was going to say it was Faye Dunaway. <laughs> I, you know what I almost said is hysterical? I almost said Steve Harvey. I know, because you're thinking of the Miss America thing. Yes. <laughs> so clearly it's not as seared into my memory as I thought. <laughs> like at what point would Steve Harvey be announcing best picture on the Oscar stage? Like how would that even happen? Also, what production assistant handed them the wrong card going out there? I mean, come on. Like you, this is it. This is the moment. And you guys didn't have the card properly, it's, Matt. It's like, this is your job. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so when you place your bet, <laughs> DraftKings. Are you going to go for Nomadland? I haven't decided. I usually bet on like two for best picture. So I'll pick, I'll pick the top two. I'll see what. Do you bet on other things or just this? Yeah. Oh, uh, like in life? Yeah. No, I like, don't. Do you, are you like a DraftKings guy? No, I only use it. I keep it on my phone just for the Oscars because <laughs> I, I keep it. I don't delete it because I'll forget which one I use because I tried using a different <laughs> one and I didn't like it. I, I The setup was more confusing. So because there's well, a couple. Well, if you watch those... Yankee games, you won't forget because there's a commercial every 38 seconds. What is it? Duel Kings. Kings or something? There's no, a, there's one that's called. I like, don't know. Fan Duel. I think Fan Duel. That's another one. <clears> never that's... heard of it. <laughs> Once again, DraftKings, call us. Yeah. We're, we're clearly extremely loyal to you. We're, I've never placed a bet in my life. We're looking for sponsors and DraftKings, you're top of the list. I think that does it unless you have anything else you want to say. I think you said it. My mono- I basically said everything. I monologued this. This was. I'm, I'm into it. We <laughs> should do more episodes like this. Hopefully, <laughs> Hopefully people aren't sick of me. Tickets, please, with Alexa. And then in parentheses. <laughs> and Catherine, I guess. <laughs> I could go for it. Don't go for that. <laughs> All righty. Until Bye, next guys. week. Bye.